Hi loves, welcome to the Create and Elevate Her podcast. I'm Ashley Avila, ER nurse, Enneagram 9, and mindset and self-love enthusiast. I know you're tired of feeling stuck with where you're at in life. You find yourself heartbroken or going through a life transition and just don't know where to go from here. You're wanting the guidance, motivation, mindset tools, and the self-love that you can apply in your life to be able to navigate this healing and self-growth journey. So if you're ready to learn and grow and create the life you want and elevate your best self, then girl, grab your $6 latte or fill up your glass of wine and let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome back. Before we get started, I just want to share really quick. I had to meditate for like 10 minutes and really recite empowering mantras to myself because I was allowing the limiting beliefs to really get loud today. And it's funny because I know that I just had an episode yesterday on limiting beliefs and, you know, I'm human and I don't have this all figured out and I'm not perfect. I realized this morning that I started to have these negative thoughts creep back up. Like I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. Who am I to do this? And I think I was just trying to avoid recording this episode. And I think I realized once I got back home, I was even, I even took a nap, which I normally don't. And I think it was just because I wanted to avoid recording this episode. And finally, when I woke up from my nap, I was like, okay, this has gotten a little too loud for me and it's preventing me from taking action. And I have promised myself and have committed myself to showing up every week. Now, in my, I might not be 100%. This might not be my best episode, but I'm showing up. And so I decided to do that 10-minute meditation with the um, empowering mantras. And I got myself in this state where I was like, okay, I can do this. I am worthy of this. And I am allowed to share my message for those that want to hear it and for those who want to receive it. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because I really want to remind you that I just I don't have it all together and it's okay not to have it together all the time. It's okay. Give yourself grace and allow yourself to pick yourself back up. Like I said, I just wanted to share that with you guys. All right, so let's get started. I wanted to share with you guys five ways to get started with creating and elevating your best self. I really love talking about this and I find it interesting as I continue on this healing and growth journey because we really aren't just healing from a breakup or divorce, right? We also are healing from childhood traumas. Like I know I am. Maybe not everyone is, but I know I am. And I'm sure some of you can resonate with that. And I have a quote here. I'm a huge quote person. I love um, jotting down quotes that I come across. And this one was so powerful. It reads, your wound is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Creating your thoughts, feelings, and choosing your actions. So, so powerful, guys. I don't know who set this quote. I just found it on my notes app. It fit perfectly here. It's so powerful. And as I reflect back, I'm glad that I took responsibility for my life. One of my favorite sayings is, you can come out bitter or you can come out better. 
and I've said this in a previous episode, I became the main driver of my life. I didn't want to come out bitter. I've seen people who chose to come out bitter and were miserable. They didn't change. They didn't evolve. So I knew I wanted to come out better. And this meant exploring new roads with a glitchy GPS, let me tell you. I made a lot of wrong turns and I missed a bunch of exits. It was new and it was scary. I didn't really know where I was going, but I came back on the right path and it's led me to where I am today. So some questions to ask yourself before we get into this, into the five ways, really reflecting on these questions. So grab out your pen and journal and you can always hit pause and reflect on these questions. Or if you don't have time right now, really carve out some time this week, whether it's during your lunch break or in the evening before bed, and really reflect on these questions. What do you want in life? What do you want to work towards that will bring you joy, happiness, meaning, purpose? What identity do you want to take on that will also be in alignment with your most authentic self? And with that being said, ask yourself, am I being true to myself? I think that sometimes, you know, I actually had the, uh, this conversation with a friend this weekend. I think for so long, we as women have been either dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, looking a certain way to not make people feel uncomfortable. And that neglects us. That neglects our true self. And really asking yourself, the things that I want to change, the things that I want to do, is it in alignment with my most authentic self? Is it something that I truly want? Not so much because I am trying to make other people feel comfortable or please other people. There's this rocking chair method by Tony Robbins that I really enjoy, and it's reflecting on your life. So imagining yourself sitting in a rocking chair at 80 or 90 years old and looking at your life. What went really well in your life? What were some of the things that really brought you joy, purpose, or meaning? What were some of the relationships that really brought you happiness? Or what were some of the relationships that you feel like were energy draining or toxic? What were some of the habits that you wish you would have dropped or habits that you wish you would have picked up on? Really reflecting on these, on these life questions as if you were sitting in a rocking chair at 80 or 90 years old. That really will help you guide, guide you through these reflection questions. All right, so the first thing is tapping into your younger self. Now, I remember doing this exercise because I read this from Robert Greene's book, and it was pretty much the idea of thinking back to when you were younger. What did you enjoy doing? What did you enjoy spending your time learning or doing, whatever it may be? Because as we grow older, that's when we start to be, we're, we're, we're told that we should think a certain way. We should do certain things. We should go take this pathway in life. We're just really bombarded in all different directions of how we should live our life, right? So thinking back to your younger self, before you were told any of that stuff, what did you really enjoy doing? What, did, what sparked joy? I'll give you my three examples. 
The first one was playing nurse and doctor. I loved doing that as a child. I would play nurse doctor with my siblings. And that worked out really great because I'm a nurse. So I, I love that. And I love my job. It can be challenging. Yes, for sure. But it really is rewarding for me. I really enjoy taking care of others and helping them on their worst day. The second thing was I loved being, I loved pretending to be a teacher. My dad actually bought a overhead overhead projector for me, for those of you who might know what it is. And um, <laughs> I remember super old school, but I remember him buying that for me and I was so happy because I got to teach my little stuffed animals, right? <laughs> and my siblings would be my students sometimes if they if they were feeling it that day. But I would just pretend to teach in my room by myself. Like I'm like, I love teaching. This is so much fun. A third thing, and I think that's why I enjoy um, teaching right now, my nursing, the nursing students that I have. It's really rewarding. The third thing that I really enjoyed doing as a kid with my siblings and my cousins is that we pretended to be store owners. And we would get things around the house, whether that was clothing or shoes or mom's makeup, whatever it was. And I would pretend to have my own store. And I think there was so much joy in that as well. Like seeing my cousins, like even though like they were pretending or whatever, like, oh, I really like this. Like, can I buy this or whatever? And they, you know, seeing them light up like that. I'm like, oh, I like this. Like I'm providing value. I'm providing something for, for someone that they really enjoy. And that part, that third one, I'm really trying to explore right now. I'm like, how can I provide value to others and, you know, turn this into a business? It's something super new. It's something super scary. Like the thought of of me even talking about it kind of freaks me out a little bit because I'm just not used to that, right? (laughs) I've been a nurse for such a long time and me really stepping out of that and going this business route is really stepping out of my comfort zone. So really tapping into that younger self. And I think that'll bring more, it'll it'll bring you into this creative process as to maybe what are some of the things that you, you'd you want to do now or try out. And that leads me to my second one. Step out of your comfort zone. Go try new things. See what lights you up. See what things you would like to spend more time doing. Be open to it and receptive. I'll give you some examples of how I've been stepping out of my comfort zone. The first one was doing travel nursing. I was terrified of moving out of state by myself after the breakup. I was not used to that. That was definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. Another example is I started going to Toastmasters. Uh, It's a club that I joined here. We meet weekly and they pretty much help you with your public speaking skills and your leadership and communication skills as well. So every week I get up there and I speak in front of, you know, my club, which is about 10, usually 10 to 12 people. But it's so scary for me. Like I still get so nervous because I don't know, I think I just, it's terrifying to, to speak in public. But I know that one of my goals, one of my big goals in life is I want to host my own event one day. I want to host my own like women's empowerment event. And I, I see myself like speaking on stage in other people's events, maybe like a, as a guest speaker or something. 
And I knew that I wanted to be a leader, especially if I'm now starting my podcast and sharing my message. And if I'm helping other women, I want to be a great leader. And so that really got me out of my comfort zone. But I knew that I had to do it because this is something that this is a big goal that I have in life now. Another thing that I started doing was I started attending these networking events. Networking was never part of like my language, okay? <laughs> like my vocabulary. And recently I've I've been joining these online communities with like-minded women who had similar goals as I do. And actually, I met a few other girls from one this one online community and we created an accountability group. So we have a a group chat and we also are meeting every 2 weeks to keep each other accountable with our goals. It's really nice to meet these women. They're from like all over the world. One's like in South Africa, (laughs) someone's in Canada, another one's in Arizona. So it's really cool. It's really nice to meet these women and connect with them and just be a source of encouragement of encouragement for them. So it's really nice to have these accountability groups with these like-minded women and to be able to connect with them and form new friendships. So do the thing that you've always wanted to do. Just try it out. Learn a new skill. Or if you want to travel solo, like just do it safely, but get out there and, and do the uncomfortable thing. I know that there's going to be fear attached to that, right? With trying new things or getting out of our comfort zone. But take the power away from fear by taking action, by taking that small step. Isn't it better to have tried different things and find out you don't like it rather than never trying it out at all and always be wondering, what if? All right, so the third one is reflecting on your values. So we have more questions here. What is the best way to live? How do you want to live your life? Reflecting on values can help bring clarity to what actions you need to take in order to create a life that is meaningful, right? That is in alignment with who you are at your core. So go back to the questions that we asked ourselves at the beginning and the rocking chair method, right? That exercise, get out your journal and reflect on those questions. And you can also think back to moments in your life that were meaningful to you. When were you most at peace and filled with joy and purpose? And also think about the moments you didn't feel good, times where you felt unfulfilled. Some of my values, I'll give you some of mine just to kind of help you maybe brainstorm on yours. And you can always Google too. Like if you're not, if you're not too sure, just Google like core values and look over some and see which ones would be a fit for you or you can relate to. So some of mine are personal growth, gratitude, family, health, connection, kindness, and forgiveness. Those are some of my core values. So once you get a list of yours, maybe get a list of maybe like five, five to 10. I I would stay away from more than 10. Um, I think five is a good number to start with. And looking at those core values, and then sitting down to see what actions would align with each of these core values. 
for example, with health, right? Because when we think of, of the moments that we didn't feel good or the moments that brought us a lot of joy, I can give you ex- uh, an example of this. I knew that I didn't feel good when I was overeating, when I was drinking a lot of alcohol, when I wasn't getting enough sleep, when I wasn't moving my body. I knew that I didn't feel good. And now that I've really built up this habit of moving my body, of lifting weights, right, getting stronger, being more mindful with my eating, I've noticed that it really has helped me feel a lot better. I have so much more energy. And especially with sleep, like I get, I try to get my eight hours of sleep and I just feel so much more energetic to do the things that I really enjoy in life. So now when, when you're taking action, right, once you see that the actions that you need to do to align with each of your core values, whether that's starting a workout routine, reading more books, meditating, spending more time with loved ones, cutting back on social media scrolling, right, or traveling solo, whatever that is, start with your why. Why do you want to do this? So for example, initially when I wanted to work out and get that, I wanted to get that revenge body after the breakup. Like I was like, I'm going to show him. He's going to see what he's missing out on. And I realized that it wasn't a strong enough why, a strong enough reason to keep going and stay consistent on the days that I just didn't feel like going to go work out. Really figuring out your purpose and your reasoning or your why as to why you are doing a certain thing and making sure that it is meaningful to you. So when I switched it around to instead of getting that revenge body, I wanted to work out because I wanted to feel strong. I wanted to feel energetic to do the things that I love doing. I wanted to feel healthy from the inside out. And another thing is like, I wanted to travel. Initially, I wanted to travel so my ex could miss me or, you know, realize that he he lost me, whatever. I'm, I'm being honest here. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not really going to get me through this. Why did I want to travel? And it was to discover myself, to put myself out of my comfort zone, to grow as a person. And that really helped me have a different perspective on traveling and being out there by myself. So really connect with your why, your reasoning behind your actions. Does it align with your core value and is it meaningful to you? All right, the third thing is keep showing up. This takes practice and it's going to take discipline, showing up for yourself, doing the hard things, doing the things that we sometimes just don't feel like doing. Prime example here. I did not want to record this this, uh, this episode because I got stuck in these negative thoughts or beliefs about myself. But I said, I am committed. I said I was going to show up every week. Now, like I said, I might not be 100%. This, not, this might not be my best episode. I might not feel the greatest recording this episode. 
But I got myself back into that emotional state where I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I'm human. Give yourself grace. This is not going to be perfect, but that's okay. That doesn't define my worth. It doesn't define who I am, right? But the fact that the the fact that I'm even just showing up is a huge accomplishment for me. And I'm okay with that. And think about it. You listening to this episode and tuning in every week means that you are actively investing in yourself. It may not be money that you're investing, but it's your time that you're investing. And we know we can't put a a price on time, right? You're feeding your mind with positive and empowering messages. You are listening for ways to change and evolve as your as a person to get to your highest self to elevate your best self so just keep showing up it doesn't have to be 100% your workout doesn't have to be 100% if you went for a half a mile walk when you said you'd you'd walk a mile or two miles whatever you showed up even when you didn't want to so give yourself grace it's okay All right, the last one, guys, is going from a victim's mindset to a victor's mindset. Let's shift the victim's mindset that I had to into an empowered mindset. First off, what exactly is a victim's mindset? According to BetterUp, a victim mentality is when someone feels that bad things happen or keep happening to them no matter what. At the root of the mentality, is that none of these circumstances or situations are their fault. So pretty much putting the blame on others and not taking or accepting personal responsibility. Versus a victor's mindset is an empowered mindset. Like I said, where a victim's mindset focuses on putting blame on others and not accepting responsibility for their life, a victor's mindset will see obstacles as opportunities and finds it within them to overcome these challenges and move on with life. So they don't sit around complaining about how unfair life is. They just, they recognize it, they accept it, and they move on. And they see how how they can go about their life, right? There was a brief time where I was having this victim's mindset of wanting to blame the other person for making me feel this way, for doing the things that, that they did to me. And honestly, once I shifted my thinking, Instead of like, what, what does this mean to me or what does this mean for me? I instead asked, what meaning can I give this? What can I learn from this? What valuable lesson can I take out of this? It took some time to shift into this mindset and to think about what meaning I wanted to give this. Instead of saying, I feel lost or all things bad, you know, all bad things happen to me. It's their fault. It's their fault. My life is going this way. Instead, say, I am the creator of my own life. I am the director of my own life. I am responsible for my healing journey. Like that quote said, right? The wound is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Be gentle with yourself, girl. It takes time. It takes, it takes practice. But you get to choose how you react to life. You choose what to prioritize in your life what action to take next, what to say, what to feel, what to think. 
Put yourself back in the driver's seat. Take control of your life. When we have a victim's mindset, we are almost powerless. But when we take the victor's mindset, we become powerful. I hope you guys really enjoyed these five ways to get started with creating your own life. And as you can see, it really takes some reflection on what you want in life, who you want to become, and being aware of the thoughts that you're having, of the mindset that you're, that you're taking on. And when you're on this journey of life, don't expect everything to be perfect. When you finally reach your goal or when you meet someone, don't expect but accept that where you are is exactly where you are meant to be and enjoy the journey. There isn't a perfect time to start. And remember that healing isn't a straightforward path. It requires us to go off track and learn from those setbacks or detours, right? But this is your journey. You get to decide your path. You get to write it out. You deserve to live it out in the best way possible. So which one of these will you take action on this week or this month? Don't feel like you need to do all of them all at once. Remember, small steps build momentum. If it's just starting with tapping into your younger self, then do that and reflect on that for a week or so. But no matter where you are in life, you can take action today to becoming the best version of yourself. Until next time, friend. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If this podcast episode inspired you, taught you something, or moved the needle for you in your growth journey, then please share it with a girlfriend. Leave a review or screenshot the episode and share it on Instagram and tag me at itsashleyavila underscore. I would forever be grateful for you guys, and I can't wait to hear from you. You can also join the free Facebook community, Create and Elevate Her. Until next time, friends, and remember, it's a good day to have a good day.